I'm Kyle Mylan, and after 20 years in manufacturing, nobody knows more than me about industrial marketing and technical sales. What's up, guys? Kyle Mylan here, and on this episode, we're going to be talking about sales. But before we get into that, hit that subscribe button, turn on notifications, and be sure to leave a comment below if there's a video that you want us to create or questions that you have we can create a video response for you. All right, so we're talking about ways to find new sources of revenue and a lot of technical salespeople are struggling with, I just don't know where to find new potential customers or how to hit the numbers and the metrics that my managers have put up there. And given the current state of not being able to do everything that's quote unquote normal and the typical way of doing business with restrictions, this has been an extremely big problem with a lot of people in the technical sales world. The first step that we're going to look at is, and I know people are going to be like, once I say it, they're going to be like, oh, of course I know that. You have to look at your existing customers. What existing customers do you have that you can upcharge or upsell your current product subscriptions to if you're doing SaaS or products that you have from a technical standpoint or give them new products that you've come out with or from a service-based business in, in industrial services and manufacturing services, what existing customers can you get new projects from? That's often the most overlooked thing. People don't spend enough time on their existing customers. They just think when something new comes up, they will give it to me. And that type of attitude is not going to get you very far fast. So you have to look at it from the standpoint that depending on on how your company is structured, you may not even be working with those customers anymore. You may have closed the deal and it moves on to a project manager or an inside salesperson or account manager, and you've lost touch with those people. That's the first place to farm for new business. You've already done the work of convincing them that you have the solution for whatever it is that their problem is. And that is going to be the fastest way to, for you to get instant new opportunities and revenue in your pipeline. I won't spend a ton of time on it because it goes without saying, but most people aren't doing it. The second step is going to be the unsold. I talk about this in Technical Sales University. I've created so many videos about this. It's still overlooked. What is the unsold? The unsold are people that you tried to close, but you could not. Whether it was timing, you didn't have the right pricing, you didn't have the right service, you didn't have the right product, it didn't solve their needs. You have an entire database at your company of companies that you could not close. Whether it was you or if you're new to the company, the previous guys couldn't close. Even if you're going into a new territory, a lot of times your customers may have multiple locations. So you have to look at that list. And I tell people to go back two, three, four years. You're going to say those people probably still aren't working there. The contact, the decision maker isn't working there. That's fine. The point of this is that you've already done half of the work. You didn't close them as a customer, so you can't say you did the whole thing. But you've already done half the work to gain their trust and get their interest enough to provide them with pricing. But for whatever reason, it didn't close. Going back to those people at this point, it's never too late. You can go back to them four years down the road and say, hey, I'm new here, or hey, I've just been given this territory or this type of industry. I wanted to reach out. We talked a couple years ago. We talked a while back, or somebody else talked to you a while back. I just wanted to see if there's anything new that you guys have going on that we can take a look at. This way it's not a complete cold call, cold message, cold email. It's somewhat warm because you guys did send them pricing before. Now, one caveat to put is that even with current customers, do not, I repeat, do not take another person's advice or opinion on whether or not that potential company has any opportunities for you. So many times, me personally in jobs that I've had, the owner or people above me in the executive team would say, Don't go after that company. They got nothing for you. We already got all of their spend or they don't have anything new. You can take that with a grain of salt. 
still do your own diligence and still do your own research and still reach out to them because you never know what's changed. And in this technical world, it's really all about timing at the end of the day. It's all about when do you contact them? Maybe they didn't have a need yesterday, but they do today because something came up. So don't ever take anybody's advice. Just say, hey, all right, I appreciate you giving me that information and that history on the account, but I'm going to just do my own due diligence and just ask them if they have anything new. The unsold is a massive overlooked place for potential new areas of revenue. The third place you're going to look at is your current customers, competitors. So if you work in the ag industry, John Deere has competitors. If they're your customer, appliance, automotive, aerospace, everybody has competitors. And the fastest way to to try and get into a new source of revenue is say, hey, we currently do a lot of work with this company, one of your competitors, and I'd love to talk to you guys to see if we can do similar products. Now, even in the industrial services side of manufacturing, most of the time that helps you out because you can walk into a company and they can say, well, we've got all these strict guidelines and quality rules and and supplier stuff that we, we have to hold all of our suppliers to. And you can say, yeah, I already do that with all of your competitors or I already do $3 million with your biggest competitor. This is no big deal. We already have the highest quality rating. If you're on the product side, you can say, I already sell into these companies and then look for those companies' competitors because it's not going to be a conflict of interest or intellectual property violations or anything like that. As long as you have all your ducks in a row, you have NDAs signed and things like that, none of your competitors are going to say, tell me what my competitor is doing because they know that that's just a break of trust and they would never want that done to them. So how do you find your current customer's competition? There's there's two ways to do it. You can go through databases and things like that with email marketing, like Zoom Info and find competition. That's not an area that I'm going to cover. That does work, but it costs a lot of money to do that. You can find their website and look at what are they saying on their website, what industry are they in, and then Google search that industry, whether it's aviation, aerospace, agriculture. You can say top 10 agricultural companies, agricultural product companies, things like that, and just go through the results and look at who's there and start building a list from there. Or what you can do is go to LinkedIn. There's two ways that you can do it on LinkedIn. You can either just search their company name and look at the related companies on the side, or you can just look at what industry they're listed as and look at other industries. But looking at your current customer's competition, you can say, this is an industry I want to grow in. This is a company that provides me good value. You've got good margin with them. They don't beat you up too much on price. They're shopping for quality, not just price. And say, I want to go find more people from that industry and all their competitors. The fourth area is going to be utilizing LinkedIn from an industry standpoint. LinkedIn has its own list of about 150 industries, and they don't list out all the industries that you may be used to if you've been doing this for a while, like the NICS codes and the SIC codes. They have their own list of 150. Oftentimes, a company that you may think should be categorized as one industry is not. So doing some quick searching, go to the company page and then look at what industry are they listed under. Is it mechanical or industrial engineering? Is it electronic and electrical components? Is it aviation and aerospace, agriculture, whatever it is? And then do a search for that industry. So jot down the top five, six, seven industries that you're going after, and then do a search and just type it in and then go to your filters and filter out those industries. If you're using Sales Navigator, it's even easier, but you can filter out 
those industries and look for companies that are listed in that industry. With Sales Navigator, you can also sort and filter based on employee size. So you can say, I want 5,000 plus employees, 10,000 plus employees, or maybe you're in the 51 to 200 employee category. That's your sweet spot. That's who you're going to sell to. And you can filter out through that. That's using Sales Navigator. 79 bucks a month right now, well worth it. But you want to look at industries that they're categorized as, and then just scroll through the companies from an account standpoint, scroll through those companies and see what other people are out there. And then look at that company's website and see if it's a match. And if you go through a list of a hundred and you get like 10, 15, 20 people in, and you're like every single one of these is a match, then just export and dump that whole list of a hundred, write it out on a spreadsheet, whatever you have to do, and then start prospecting from there. That's a great way to find a quick list because gone are the days of just driving into an industrial park. People don't do this anymore. Drive into an industrial park, look at the company name, look it up on your phone, jot the information down. You don't have to do that anymore. You with, with what's out there on LinkedIn and the internet, you can pretty much find everything you need from the comfort of your home office or your actual office. So use LinkedIn as much as possible based on the industry and then filter with the quantity of employees. The fifth thing is gonna be your competitors' customers. So if you look at your competitors' websites, if they're listing out companies that they work with, if they're showing case studies, things like that, of people that they worked with, I'm not saying necessarily try and go after those specific companies. You can, um, but those are other ways that you can find out other industries or other people in that space, in that industry, in that geographic region, things like that, because you can look at their competition. So you've already looked at your customer's competition, but maybe your competitors have customers that have competition that aren't even in the scope and they're not even in your field of vision. That's an extremely powerful way to do it. Like I said, you can go after your competition's customers. That's kind of a cheesy way to do it. Um, you already know what they're spending on the solution. If they're a competitor of yours, you know, you could probably try and get them, but most likely they've got a decent relationship. If somebody's putting somebody up on their website, they know that this is a solid relationship and I'm not concerned that somebody's going to come and knock on the door and take that business away from me. So just look at their, their competition. So your current competitors, customers, competition, that's a mouthful. So those are the five ways that you can impact your revenue and potentially get new opportunities today. I hope that you got something new out of it. You may have been listening to this episode and said, you know what, this is everything I already know. I'm just going to write it off. I guarantee you, you're not doing it. Because if you're on YouTube or searching through podcasts, looking for solutions to that problem, that means you're not executing on the first five. Are there more to this? Yeah, there are more. But these are the core five areas that you can quickly build out lists. Now, look through all my other episodes of content on how to execute once you have those companies and what you should do with it. So if you have questions, leave them in the comments below. Love to hear what you guys have that's working for you. Love to hear... Uh, questions that you guys have, we can create some new video content too. As always, hit that subscribe button, turn on notifications, and we will see you on the next one. Well, that's it for this episode. If you got value out of it, please subscribe to this podcast and share it with one person you know. And if you can, leave me a review because it really helps me out. If you want to check out my other content, go over to YouTube. I've got a channel over there as well as find me on LinkedIn, Instagram, and Facebook under my name, Kyle Mylan. I will see you on the next one.